Happy Father's Day, men. I'm going to do something today for the men in this church and understand that you ladies can get in on this if you want to. But I want to talk a little bit and let's, let's get rid of the notion of, um, of who you are. I want you to know after you leave here today who you are. Genesis chapter 1, let me go find it. Genesis 1, 26. The world has an idea of what a man is. The world's idea of a man is not the same as what God says a man is. They're totally different. But the world is getting their thoughts from Adam 1.0. God made Adam. We're going to read that in a minute. It says in Genesis 1.26, God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Now, right now, I want you to think about this. All of your life you've heard that uh, there was a, 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 an explosion somewhere. <laughs> Somebody left some wet mud someplace. and We don't know who made the mud or the sun or the water. And it blew up. And a tadpole crawled out. <laughs> it became a frog, that became a dolphin, that became a cow, that became a monkey. And then we have a man. And that's about their image of you. And that's the image you grew up with. Just a plop of mud via monkey. Is it true? No. It is not. Out of everything that God has ever made, whether it's Gorilla or lion, the highest creation he's ever created on this earth is a man. Amen. That's the highest there is walking is a man. Most men don't know this. Most men were never taught that God made man in his own image and his own likeness created he a man. That in itself is absolutely, incredibly powerful. Do you even know who you are? We're not monkeys. We were made in the very image of Almighty God. That in itself is a reason for you to put your shoulders back and go, I'm pretty good. Yep. Psalm 8. I want to I read this. I want you to see this in your Bible. I have to find it, so please, I want to read it out of mind. So. Psalm 8, verse 4. What, a, what is man that you're mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? You've made him a little lower than angels and crowned him with glory and honor. If you'll look in the margin of your Bible, it'll say Jewish tradition. We're not interested in the Jews' tradition. We found out that when Messiah came, the Jews didn't figure that one out either. A lot of things they didn't get right. But it says also Hebrew, Elohim. What's Elohim? God. You have made him only slightly lower than God himself. What a statement that a human being, a male, 
And, and, we're, and it's not women's, but ladies, if you want to get in on this, just go back. You do it yourself without me. Because Genesis says, male and female created he them. You're not less. I'm not, this is not man versus female today. This is man, let's find out who you really are. So it says that you and I were made a little lower than God and crowned we, us with glory and honor. A man is majestic. Now you will not find that out in the world. Why will you not find it out? Go to Romans 3.10. Let's pop it on the screen and let's find out why you don't know this. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. So what happened in Adam? I'm calling this Adam 2.0. Why am I calling it that? Well, I got the idea from Smith & Wesson. That's a good place to get an idea from. I used to own, and I still own, a Smith & Wesson 1.0. I took it to the range and shot competition with it for a while until I found out the trigger wasn't worth a nickel. So I put a new one in. Then I found out the barrel wasn't any good. And then I took it out. And then I found out the sights weren't any good. And finally, I called Smith & Wesson. And I said, uh, do you have any answers for all the problems you've created? And he went, yes. We created a new gun called 2.0. You need to buy one. I said, I want you to fix this one. I'm going to tell you today that God didn't just take Adam 1.0 and throw us in the garbage. He fixed it. Amen. So God took the 1.0s and replaced everything in it was bad. that was bad. In Adam 1.0 is a total failure. A lot of men go, ouch. Well, hopefully you're born again. All, there is none, Adam 1.0, in Adam, in Adam, there is not anybody righteous, no, not one, for all Adam 1.0s have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All. So that means the male race in Adam is a mess. And everybody goes, we knew it. Well, the world does not understand the second Adam. God saw that there was a flaw, massive flaw. And he said, got to fix this. Enter Adam 2.0. Go to Romans chapter 5. Men, this is so exciting. Romans chapter 5. I'm going to start reading with verse 12. Therefore, just as one man, Adam, sin entered the world, and death through sin. Death, you talking about physical death or spiritual death? Both. So what is death? Failure, sickness, defeat. Came where? Through Adam. And thus death spread to all men because all sinned. That's why we have a problem in the world today. That's why we have men in prison. That's why we have men on drugs. That's why we have derelict fathers. Adam 1.0 is a mass failure. Many of you go, yeah, I was married to one. I had me a 
Well, get you a 2.0. They have fixed the problems. And all the women are going, glory to God. Outside of the Marine Corps base is a sign that says the Marines build men. There's a little note one day that said, please build me one, sign Alice. <laughs> Verse 13, until the law of sin was in the world, and sin was imputed where there was no law, nevertheless death reigned from Adam 1.0 to Moses, even over those who hadn't even sinned, according to the likeness and transgression of Adam 1.0, who's a type of whom who was to come. So God said, if Adam failed, we need a brand new Adam. Now, a lot of times, people, when you come to church, we have learned to put Jesus in a class by himself. And yes, as the Son of God, he is in a class by himself. But when he walked the earth, he walked the earth not as God, but as a man. And he was the prototype of a new race of men that would be in the earth. And God had to put him through a series of tests to make sure prototype number two was not going to do what prototype number one did. And so when we watch him in the wilderness, and when we watch him walk in the earth, and then he died victorious and rose victorious over death, hell in the grave, God said, bam, this one will do. But he didn't do it for himself. He did it so that every man born after that would be made in the image and likeness of Adam 2.0. Say, I'm victorious. Say, I'm a king. I'm a priest. Say, I'm awesome. And you are. All right, listen, let's go on. He's a type of him. The free gift is not like the offense. For, the, for by one man, that was Adam's offense, many died. Many messed up. Many failed. Much more the grace of God and the gift of grace by one man, Jesus Christ, abounds to many. Grace and favor. And the gift is not like that which to come who sinned. The judgment which came from one offense resulted in damnation. But the free gift that came from many offenses resulted in justification. For if by one man, Adam's offense, death, vic lack of victory, sickness reigned through the one, and poverty, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through Jesus Christ. Amen. Say, I reign. I, I want to read something about Jesus that, um, uh, I don't know where I got this, might have been Mark Hankins. When Jesus was raised from the dead, he stepped from the tomb, absolute master of death in all of its phases, hell in all its host, and Satan in all of his works, and sin in all of his consequences. And what I have to say about that is whoopee-doo. Why wouldn't Jesus be victorious? See, we, we've come to church for years and talked about Jesus did this and Jesus did that. Well, Jesus didn't even have a problem to begin with. Why wouldn't he rise from the dead victorious? Now listen to the rest of this. He was the first of a redeemed, restored, victorious humanity that would follow. He's the firstborn of a redeemed, restored, victorious man. Amen. Say this. I am the first. I am redeemed, restored, victorious. Now, I'm going to tell you something. You're still God's creation. Amen. You're still 
Don't, 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 don't get mad at me for using this word. You're the baddest thing on the planet. You're the baddest. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. I'm the baddest dude in the valley. I, I know that I know the women are looking at me going, oh, no, no, that's not right. I'm not talking about bad against women. I'm not talking bad about against children. I'm talking about devil and all hell. You were made to rule and reign. To reign in life. The greatest thing walking is a man. You know what's wrong? Nobody ever told us. Well, there is, a, there is one thing you must know. Why did Adam fail? Because he stepped out from under God. You say, but I want to know why it is you're telling me I'm ruling and reigning and I'm not. At Jesus came and submitted under God. So if you want to reign, if you want to be in authority, you're going to need to be under authority. The moment you come back under God, you rule and you reign. And there ain't anything can defeat you. That's a powerful statement. Because most of the church, most of the men in the church have never heard anything like this before. I mean, you watch TV today, uh, even the kids are sassing dad. You can sass me once. I hope you enjoy sleeping outside. It's my house. It's my food. Never mind. And they might, they might get cold. Let them think about it a while. Never mind. All the men said amen, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. For by one man's offense, death reigned, sickness reigned, poverty reigned. Say not in me. Much more those who receive abundance of grace, say me, and the gift of righteousness reign in life. If Jesus is king of kings, who is he the king of? There are kings. There are rulers. Now, we're gonna, I'm going to get ahead of myself right here. Well, I don't want to do that. I'm going to get, I'm going to do this. Oh, okay, I'll do that. Go to Matthew 8, 27. Just pop it up on the screen. Who is Jesus? Now, now, see, I'm, not, I'm asking you, and I know that your mind is already going down a religious vein. Well, he's God. Well, he left his deity behind. He didn't walk the earth as God. He walked the earth as man. But he's not born of Adam. So when you're reading it, I want you to start paying attention to what you're reading when you're reading the Bible because... I want you to get this. And so the men marveled, and he's on the boat one day, and a storm came up, and he told it to shut up. And they went, who are you? Who are you? You, you don't act like anybody else. Everybody else gets in the boat, rose like the devil. 
And you just get up and tell it to shut up. That I never met anybody like this. Later it says, you don't talk like the Pharisees. You don't talk like other men. You don't act like other men. You are not like anybody we've ever met. Because he was not. It says that they marveled at him. Why? Because he's not Adam 1.0. If they marveled at him, should they marvel at you? Yes. So, I'm going to back up here a minute. I want, to, I, want to, I want to say something to you. I want you to get this. You remember the day that Jesus was talking and, and he's preaching to the crowd and Peter came and said, uh, everybody's hungry. And Jesus said something to Peter. And I want you to hear what he said to Peter. Why don't you feed him? Did, was he lying? Is he joking? Is he serious? Yeah, he was. I'm going to tell you something that may blow your mind. Jesus did not feed the multitudes. Peter did. Why? Jesus is trying to show Peter who he is. Son, you don't even know who you are. You're, 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 I'm the son of God. <laughs> uh, really? Well, why don't you feed Me? See, some of you men go, me? So he took the bread and he broke it. You know why? Because you could not redeem yourself. You could not be, you could not, you could not defeat Satan. You could not defeat sin. So he did that for you. And then he broke the blood and he blessed it. And he broke it and he blessed you and he redeemed you from the curse of the law. And then he handed you the loaf and said, now feed them. Now Peter took a half of a loaf and he broke it. And he handed it to somebody. And the other men, it says 5,000 men, it didn't mention women. The men broke the bread and handed it to their families. And the men that day fed the multitude. Why? Because Jesus was not here to show us who he is. He was here to show us who we are. Amen. Let's do another story. One day Jesus is taking a cruise across the lake. Like everybody else did that day. Not. Peter is in the boat and going, now I'm going to do the Daryl Morgan translation here because I'm right. Jesus, is that you walking on water for no other reason than just to walk on water? He said, yes, it is. And Peter goes, I want to do it. What was the spiritual point behind it? There wasn't any. No one got born again. No one got healed. No one got delivered. Jesus just out taking a stroll across the lake one day. Jesus 2.0. And Peter goes... I want to do that. And Jesus goes, it's a deity trick. I'm God. You're not. No. He went, come on. And Peter goes, and he jumps out of the boat. And he's walking along on top of the water. And it says that he got his eyes. We know the story. Failure. No. Really? He began to sink. I'm going to ask you to do something. Go home today. Get in your pool. And began to sink. 
step off the diving board and show me what beginning to sink looks like. I'm not talking about gone. So Peter begins to sink, and Jesus walks up to him and goes, what happened? He's not mad at him. Yeah. What happened? Well, I got to look. Come on. And they walk back to the boat. Yeah. Why did he do that? Because he's going to be leaving soon, and he wants Peter to know, you have authority over bread, water, yeah. devils. Peter. So he took someone like you and me so we wouldn't think. He took a loud mouth, stinking redneck and made an apostle out of him. See, he wanted you to know you could make it. He took a tax collector. We'd call him a, never mind, politician, which made all the other guys mad. Come on, y'all, this is good. Isn't it? See, he didn't do all of that to show you who he was. If I could leave you with one thing today, was to give you God's original plan for you, that you were designed to rule and reign in life. If I could leave you with one thing today, that's all I want to do, you're designed by God to rule and reign in life. Captain America is the world's attempt to take man back to victorious man. It's a cute movie, but it's just a movie. It's a movie about doing with drugs what only God could do through the blood of Jesus. Now, I'm going to use a woman here, even though it's Father's Day, men, be cool. One woman was a woman whose dad was God. Who's your father? She was supposed to be an incarnation. Zeus is her father. Who's your daddy? You know who my daddy is? My daddy's God. You know, I was sitting with a businessman one day, and um, see, I don't have an inferiority complex. I'm not impressed because you're a millionaire. Because I mean, I'm sitting with a businessman, and and he's, he has he has dinner with a lot of pastors. And he said, you're not like any other pastor I ever met. And then he asked me, why is that? I said, that's because God's my dad. And I'm his son. And I act like him. And he said, I noticed you were different than everybody else. People ought to look at you and go, you don't act like anybody I ever met. That is a very high compliment. Can I tell you all a story? I'm going to anyway. I'm not telling you this to brag on Daryl. I'm telling you this to brag on the greater one. Who healed people, God or Jesus? Well, both. If God is in you and you lay hands on someone, who's healing them? Could we say you are? You could. Jesus said, go heal the sick. He didn't say, go pray and ask God to heal the sick. He said, you heal the sick. Outside of this church, they'll stone you for that. 
But I'm not trying to put you back in a box. I'm trying to get you out of the box to where you realize that when you pray for your children and you pray for your family, there's no higher authority in the house or on the planet than that man. Say amen, hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 15. I was going to tell you a story. Barbara will remember this. I'm glad she's back to verify my stories. <laughs> One day I'm sitting in my office and um, Karen Mosley called me and said, there's a hurricane off uh, West Palm Beach. What are you going to do about it? And I went, nothing. I don't know why people call me and tell me to stop hurricanes. <laughs> kind of aggravated me a little bit. I kind of hung up the phone, gave it no thought. And then my mother calls me. There's a hurricane off. I said, Mom, I know the hurricane off. Said, well, you're in Florida. I said, no, I don't live in Florida. <laughs> but, but something changed when I'm coming around the corner and I'm listening to Z88 and I stopped and I said, God, people will die. And he said, tell it to slow down. I mean, you have no idea what that feels like for God to look at you and say, Tell it to slow down. And I looked up in the windshield of my truck and I saw a demon. And I said, you slow down in Jesus' name. And immediately the hurricane went from a five to a two or three. And I came in and Z88 is going, something happened, something happened, something. And I had to tell somebody. I said, uh, I told Barbara what just happened in my truck. I want you to think about that. I'm not special in the sense of I'm not above you. But I am above Adam 1.0. I am above all the other guys that are running around out there that are worrying about the hurricane. There's a guy running around telling it to stop. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, I'm something there. I'm, you, you're looking at some, I'm a, I mean, I'm a son of God here, baby. I mean, uh. Hey, that's cool. That's fun. I got a lot of stories in no time of doing things with God that are super natural. Not just in church. I mean, I mean fishing. Yeah. Go fishing with him sometimes. He's a hoot. <laughs> now that's enough said. 1 Corinthians 15, 20. Now Christ has risen from the dead and became the first fruits. Say first fruits. Of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man came the resurrection. In Adam all die, and in Christ all are made alive. Each one in his own order. Christ the first fruits. After that... The, Christ is coming, then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to his father. Now listen to me. You, Jesus is the first fruits. What do you think the second fruit looks like? It looks exactly like the first one. As he is, so am I in the world. That's a, listen, that is an amazing thing to say. Every man in here say this, say the greater one is inside of me. 
Do you understand? The only people who can say that is Adam 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> As he is. Jesus defeated death, hell, and the grave and sat down. Guess who sat with him? We did. Highest seat in the land is not the president. And somebody might want to have a talk with the boy. It's not the governor, it's not the mayor. Somebody about 250 years ago got the bright idea that we rule. And said, we'll create a government, but they're under us. And we're going to have to go back now and start reminding them who the boss is. Yeah, the government said, I don't care what you said. That's not what I said. Now, you know, that's arrogant. Really? See, a lot of times you say, who do you think you are? Well, who do you think I am? I, I was out at the airport one day with a pastor friend. And we were in a little $200,000 twin-engine airplane. No, nothing big, nothing small. Just, and a big, fancy twin-engine landed. And a big pastor from Apopka got out of the plane. A, a big dog. And I walked up, and, I, and the man said, you know who that is? That's so And I walked over and introduced myself. And when I came back, he goes, do you know who that is? I said, yeah. He said, who do you think you are? I said, who do you think I am? Do you know who I am? At one time, Kenneth Copeland was a fat pilot, but he's Copeland. One time, Joyce Myers was, was a woman who wore hot, hot uh, short shorts and a halter bra and cussed like a sailor. Yeah. But she's still Joyce Myers. Yeah. Just because I hadn't arrived doesn't mean I ain't me. Yeah. Yeah. You know who I am? <laughs> Come on, men. Yeah. I want you to take your place right now yes. that God gave you. There is no one higher walking the planet than Adam 2.0 in you. That's right. Amen. You are the answer to the generation that we're in, right? You are the answer. As long as you're here, God's not worried. You imagine one Jesus and what the devil did with that. Can you imagine what he's thinking right now with, with millions of us? We're giving him a heart attack. Let him have it. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, 16 in Amplified. Let's read. Consequently, from now on, we esteem and regard no one from a purely human point of view. I don't care if you're Puerto Rican. I don't care if you're Mexican. And I don't care if you're a white boy. That means nothing to God, means nothing to anybody. That, you're talking about Adam 1.0. We ain't interested in Adam 1.0. We regard no one from a purely standard, even though we once esteemed even Christ from a human viewpoint as a man, yet now we have a knowledge of him that we no longer esteem him in terms of his flesh. 
He's not walking the shores of Galilee pre-cross. He's seated at the right hand of God. Yes. Second, verse 17. Let's turn. Let's, let, let's do it. Therefore, if any person, say me, is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a brand new creation. He's a brand new creature. He's a brand new human being. All together, Adam 2.0, victorious mankind. Cannot be defeated. You cannot keep him down. You, we, they, they took his brother and stuffed him in a grave dead and he came back out. Where do you see his other brothers? We're all the same. Doctor said you have one year and I went. No, that's not what I think. He said, well, I'm a doctor. And I said, I'm a son of God. Amen. Never mind. That was 11, 12 years ago. The devil said, I'm going to kill you. And I went, I don't die. <laughs> Woo. The old, don't, don't tell me about what you used to be. I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear what you did. Get it under the blood and forget it. The devil brings up something, go, talk to the hand. Yeah, well, you did this. Did? I'm a new creature. New species. New, victorious species. Now, I'm going to say something to you men that's going to shock you. When you get to heaven, David wants to meet you. David never got born again. When you get to heaven, Moses wants to meet you. Elijah wants to meet you. They never got to walk the earth as a new creation. They never had Satan under their feet. You are awesome compared to Elijah. Jesus said the least in the kingdom. Come on, we're, we're going to have to get our minds renewed to the Bible. Paul is going, where do you see the rest of the family? You know why God's up, up in heaven laughing? Because the devil's attacking Jesus 2.0. I like a good fight. I love when I see a fighter who knows, who knows, who knows he can whoop the guy. Now, I always liked Muhammad Ali. Uh, don't. Dance like a butterfly and sting like a bee. And he'd get in there and go, is that the best you got? Is that the best you got? And, and, and what was it? Fraser said, it is. And he goes, I'm going to kill you. And he knocks his head off. And I'm going, yeah. Get in the ring with me. You say fighting? No, I'm just going to use my mouth. Come on. Amen. I had a man one time came in our church. And I asked him to share a moment, and he came up with notes. And I went, uh-oh. I said, what do I do, God? He said, take him out. And I just walked over there and touched him on the forehead. Out. That's the end of his sermon. Amen. Got my pulpit back and preached. Come on. I didn't have to use that. I used that. That's bad. 
bully comes up and I go, I'll put my finger on you. <laughs> Jesus, they're going to kill him one day and he just disappears. Poof. Poof. That's right. And they go, where'd he go? <laughs> and he's walking down the road, going to the next city. I was bringing Mary Fran once. We picked her up at the hotel, 20-minute drive. It's about five till. We're not going to get her here on time. I went, oh, Heavenly Father, help us. We pulled in the parking lot. Five minutes later, here. Y'all yeah. remember that night? Yeah. From Mount Dora. No, all I know is that I get in my truck, I'm going down the road, and I turned into the parking lot here, and I went. How did we do that? We did it. We. You say, I hate this traffic. I don't think we've ever taken the time to study this and find out who we are. I'm trying with the men today. I think we're going to, I think the men are going to leave today and go, I'm never going back to the way I was. No defeat. No defeat. Jesus was never defeated. Should you be? Sickness didn't rule him. Should it you? Poverty didn't rule him. Go catch me a fish. Bring me the coin. Pay my taxes. Hebrews 2.10. I'm doing pretty good. It was fitting for him whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory. To where? Glorious. To glorious. Who are the glorious ones in the earth? We are. Men say we are. You will never have a job you can't do. You'll never see a circumstance you can't master. They will never make a disease you will not be over. They may, they have never made a demon that can defeat you. I didn't say you wouldn't have problems. I just said the greater one is in you. Paul went to Jesus and said, deliver me from all this hell. And he went, Paul, my grace is on you, buddy. You're bigger than the problem. Amen. Well, they stoned me. Well, just don't stay dead. Amen. Yeah, but I've been in shipwrecks. Get out. Well, then Amen. swim to shore. Right. Well, I got snake bit. Throw it in the fire. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, I don't want problems. He goes, you're going to have problems. Yeah. But listen, I made you bigger than anything hell would ever throw at you. Yeah. That's called a spirit of faith. I love reading the stories of David and his men. I love reading the stories of a man 
that jumps in a pit and kills a lion. Most people avoid it. He jumped in it looking. The, the lion ain't going nowhere. He just went down there to kill it. He saw David do it and went, I think I'll do this. Those are not just cute stories. They're actually true. Shema took the jawbone of a donkey. I'll behave myself. And killed a thousand men. That's supernatural. He did not do steroids. And he had not been to Gold's Gym. And that is an Old Testament anointing on Adam 1.0. First John 4, 17. Love has been perfected among us in this, men, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as Jesus is, men say it with me, as he is, as he is. so am I. So am I. Amen. Do you understand how powerful what you just, as Jesus is, so am I. I mean, that'll get a defeat, that'll get a victim mentality right out of you. As he is. Not going to be, not was. So am I right this minute. Let's look at another one. I got a couple more. Revelation 1, 5, 6. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth. He ain't talking about Biden. And he ain't talking about Putin. They're not kings. So let me, let me stop you men for a minute. Let me explain something to you. How important are seats? They're very important. Every crooked lion dog politician wants a seat. I'll come over here. Why? Because seats are power. And, and, I, and I know we all don't under, know, know this. They'll steal it. If they can. But everybody wants a seat. Jesus is seated. Where? That's the highest seat in the universe. Who's seated with him? You trump the governor. You trump the president of the United States. And the guy sitting there. Two different people. <laughs> it's not even that time of year yet. And the ruler over the kings of the earth, who is he talking about? Who's he talking about, Dan? You. You're a king. You're a king. Who's he talking about, Dennis? He's talking about you. And me. Who's he talking about, Zach? Who's he talking about, Lenny? Frank? Steve? He's talking about you. I'm, I'm doing this for this reason. Until you get a revelation of who you are, 
You're going to run around like a monkey looking in logs for worms. <laughs> the world is screwed up. Yeah, that's true. I told my boss one time, I said, you do not want to fire me. Amen. He said, why, Morgan? I said, you're in business because of me. I'm praying you have business because I need to work. He said, somebody's praying for me. I said, it's me. I said, God blesses you because I work here. Amen. Were you serious? Yes, very. Amen. You know, God will bless a business because you're there. Yes. Say, whatever I put my hand to. Whatever, whatever I, put I put my hand, hand to. Shall prosper. Shall prosper. Amen. Y'all, can we just go a little deeper here? Yeah. You remember the time Brother Hagin was talking about God and he goes, I need money, I need money, I need money. And the Lord said, I ain't got no money up here. He said, I ain't no counterfeiter. I ain't raining no money on you. He said, all the money you need is down there. And I gave you dominion. You want money, tell it to come. Now, who else does that? Who uses words to declare law? Kings. It's not just cute. Money. Calm. Oh, Lenny, they didn't get, Lenny, you and me do this. Say money. Calm. Business, be blessed. Body, be whole. Who else talks like that? Kings talk like that. When a king declares something, that is the way it is. God said, you're healed. You say, yes, sir. I got more stories in no time. Ephesians 2.6, my last scripture. And he raised us up together and made us sit where? Together. Highest seat in the universe is occupied by a man. Not God. A man. The man Christ, Jesus. And then he took all men and said, share my seat. That's cool. I'm done. Wonder Woman, we really don't care that Zeus is your daddy. Captain America, I'm sorry drugs did that to you. But God had a better idea. Men say this with me, if any man is in Christ, he's a new species that never existed before. Say greater is he that is inside of me and every demon in hell. Say, my past is gone. My past is gone. It's under the blood. Under the blood. I am Adam. I'm Adam. 2.0. Jesus walked the earth to show us what Adam 2.0 would look like. He didn't do it so we could see what he looked like. He, we, we, he already knew he was cool. 
When you're reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I want you to make an adjustment now that though you're not the woman trying to get a hold of Jesus, you are Jesus and somebody's trying to get a hold of you. It's Father's Day. God, the highest, greatest thing you'll say about God is He's a Father. Not that He's God, He's Father. The greatest compliment they'll ever give you is your Father. God called you to reproduce a family that walks victorious in the earth. That is your job as a man. You're the head of your home. Be a man. Be a man. You say, well, it's not working real good. Come back under God. Stop trying to do it like Adam did. That's a failure. You're not going to do it alone. You were designed to walk with God. There's no greater honor on the earth than walk with God. There's no greater honor than to be, I'm a father. My daughters are sitting here. Well, one of them, one of them's here. The other one's backslid <laughs> to the second row. Son of the blood. And Justin's here. I'm proud of my kids. I'm proud of my kids. They do it all right, perfect? No, they don't need to do it perfect. Ladies, let me tell you something about your husband. He's going to make mistakes. Leave him alone. No human walks the earth without making. You can't nag him into perfection. Leave him alone. Let the greater one in him kick in. Believe in the God in him. If he comes home on a bad day, just say, big boy, the greater one lives in you. Now you go do it again. You go back out there and tell him who, you tell him who the boss is. Men were designed by God to live victoriously and to conquer. Leave him alone and let him be a man. Give him honor as the head of your house. I'm not talking about a $20 gift card. The blood in your veins did not come from your mother. It came from your dad. Your name came from your dad. Your dad gave you life. When men serve God, 80% of all the children under them live for God. 80%. The, the, the greatest way to get a, fam, a kids to live for God is to get the dad in church. Men, be a man. Take your place. I bring my kids to church. I raised them to live for God. They would have all gone to hell but their dad. What a statement. If they have a future, it's because their dad lived for God. Men, I'm throwing it out there for you. You got kids? You want them to turn out right? They'll become what you are. So you become what you need to be. And they'll follow you wherever you go. You be a man. And you be a man of God. Ladies, say amen. amen. Father, I thank you for every man in this room right now. I have done everything in my power to show them from the Bible who they are. And I've taken authority over every lie from hell that they're a failure and they're no good and they're worthless and they're washed up and they're junk. That's a lie. If they've messed up, that's yesterday. 
They can start over today. I pray they'd have a revelation that the greater one lives on the inside of them. That when Jesus made them, they are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. I told them that, that, that everything they put their hand to shall prosper. And that the seat they're in is a seat of, of power that they can use their prayer time and pray things and change things. And I pray that every one of them would have an image of who you say they are instead of who the world says they are. And I pray over every man in this room right now that if they're not where they are, they would step into that place, put on a new suit of clothes, and walk out of here and say, I am the man that God designed me to be. I am his greatest work. And Father, I thank you for every man in the room that's sitting in here right now in Jesus' name. If you're a woman here right now and you have a husband that has a job and he's born again and he's in church, now you, now you hold on to that now. If you had a husband, don't ever marry another Adam 1.0. Walk up to him and go, you Adam 1.0 or Adam 2.0? And he goes, what's that? And he goes, you're not him. <laughs> if I have to explain that to you. <laughs> Ladies, I need a little amen out of y'all. All right, Mother's Day will be back. I'm going to say something to you guys. Men, I love you guys. Your dad may have never told you that. I love you. I believe in you. I see you as you can become. Yeah. Amen. I see you in Christ. I ask you to see yourself that way. There's more coffee. Amen. I was sitting next to Mark Hankins in a meeting one time. And, you know, he likes to talk to himself. And so he would sit there, and in the meeting he'd say, I never lack for opportunity. I never lack for ability. I never lack for money. I never lack for money. I eat the best. I drive the best. I wear the best. I'm blood blessed, you know. So he just, guys give an offering call, and Mark's over there talking to himself. <laughs> so I started saying that. So I want you to say that. Say, I eat the best. I drive the best. I wear the best. I never lack for opportunity, I never lack for ability, and I never lack for money. I want people like Dad said, we drive the best coming up here. We have airplanes come on. If the politicians, the crooked politicians can have planes, Playboy can have planes, and Hustler can have planes, then why can't the kings and priests of the earth have airplanes? I mean, come on, why is all the, that junk here for the devil, the good stuff, and his kids? No, it's for the kings and the priests. But they have got, a, you know, they wake up and they put their vision wall and say, this is what we're going to have, and they go for it. And then, you know, the Christians will go, oh, you know, we can't have all that. God doesn't want us to have that. But the sinners are out there taking it. Why did God put the gold in the earth? It's for us. The silver, the gold, the cattle on a thousand hills, the Lord gave it to the children of men. But somehow we've somehow let the world take it. So, but you got to start saying it. Mark told me one time, he said, the first thing you do with your authority is you speak you speak to it. You speak the things that you want to see. You speak to the problems that come. You call the things. And he sits there, and then we'd be in the car, and he'd, 30 minutes later, and he'd say it again. I never lack for opportunity. I never lack for ability. I never lack for money. 
You know how he is. I drive the best. I wear the best. I eat the best. And I'm blood blessed. And he'd look over at me and slap me and say it, Junior. <laughs> Fathers, I love you. You got a king's decree and declare things. So go out saying what you want to see. If you want prayer for any other things, we're going to have our kings and priests get up and pray for you. And if you're believing God, hook up with them. The Bible says, if two or more gather to my name, ask anything, and it'll be given to them. I think it's Matthew 18, but I'm not sure. It's pretty close, though. If you need prayer, you want prayer, you want to get hooked up, I mean, if you want to get born again, if you do not know Jesus, if you say that you do not know that you're Adam 2.0 today, you say, how do I become this Adam 2.0? Well, the first thing he says that you're going to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. It's not your physical blood pumping heart. It's actually the center of who you are is your spirit man. The heart of the man is a spirit of the man. It's not an organ. You're not going to believe with the organ. He's saying believe with your heart. That means who you are really. You're a spirit, have a soul, and you live in a body. And you confess that Jesus is Lord. That means Jesus becomes master. He becomes responsible for you. That means when you stand before God, Jesus is going to say, I am master of, of him. And that's how you get into heaven, because Jesus is, is Lord. He's master. Jesus says, they call me Lord, but they don't do what I say. Come up today. Call him Lord. And then obey him. And that's where the authority and the power. Jesus says, I'm a man under authority. I do nothing but what I see my father do. That's why he walked in so much authority and power. is because he was waiting for the, for the will of the father. He wasn't rogue going out doing his own thing. The world's rogue. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to serve God. Well you're going to have the same results that Satan had. He didn't want to serve God either. And you'll spend eternity away from God in a place called hell because that was never created for man. It was created for Satan. Come up today. Get born again. Get the life of God. The Bible calls it the eternal life is the Zoe, the life of God. Get it in you. Get Jesus in you. I am Jesus' younger brother. And that's what I tell myself every day. I'm Jesus' younger brother. This is our elder brother, Jesus. Come get prayer, salvation. We love you live stream. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website, and click the big give now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this, we grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.